get ready, cause it's about time <laughs> for you to speak your mind. everybody how's everybody wednesday it's happening or going everybody's wednesday's good i hope yes <laughs> well as you guys know well, this is keddy navi and we have a special guest here today her name is ruchi shah hi hi <laughs> that, was, that was such a gentle hi <laughs> you will get louder trust me we make everybody loud when they come visit us but that is so true yes. do you remember me yes she used to be so quiet and now she's the loudest person here um, I have to assert my dominance. You have now. to, otherwise you will get trampled over with this many people. But yes, Ruchi is joining us today. She is the owner and creator of Afternoon Chai. So we are drinking chai. She brought chai. She made some. We are super excited. Um, some Indian chai. So we are going to have a conversation essentially around tea. What it means to us. What it means in Indian culture. We You're from India, right? Yeah, yeah or maybe. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Yes, and then Marquetta is from Czech, but they also drink tea. So we'll probably drink, talk about that and essentially what it is to work with your family or have a business. Continuing the same mini series that we've been mm -hmm. doing, um, tying those in. But yeah, hi Ruchi, thank you Hello. for joining us. I'm happy to be here. I'm so excited. You're our first <laughs> guest. Yay! Yay! Uh, actually, in person, I'm super excited about it. Hi. Um, but yeah, so. Like I said, like you are owner of Afternoon Chai. You also do events called Chai High Tea. Um, and you are certified tea... So sommelier. Sommelier. Thank you. I cannot say that word. I have to ask for my candidates. <laughs> so what is that? What is certified So I sommelier? think the word comes from like the wine sommelier. Yeah. But basically it's like a tea expert. So I took a lot of classes. I took some exams of like blind cupping and all that oh. stuff so like with the exams part of it you have yeah. to like taste tea blind and be like it was grown here and it's from this country and this elevation and so really like, like wines like okay yeah. this comes from this so, so it's similar how many did you have taste test um in the exam 10 and i had to compare them so it's like i just was presented with a bunch of cups hmm. with tea in them and yeah. then i had to like be like this is from china and this is like a pan-fired tea and green tea and you know so stuff like that how did you yes. learn that like i like i just didn't sleep for oh. like a couple months honestly <laughs> like it's funny how you just like I, i had a big bowl with like all this like measured out tea and like mm. numbers and my mom would like pick random ones and like cup them for me yeah and then you're just tasting with a spoon and then i would like you know practice right, that right. way And then I'm like, it's 4 a.m. and I can't sleep. Oh, like, God. I wonder oh, why. Oh my God, did you get the caffeine? Oh no. Of course. That's did you crazy. ever get like, like, I don't know how to describe it, just like your mouth gets so sort of, like numb from all the flavors that you couldn't taste anything? Yeah, it definitely <laughs> got tough. Now I have a friend that lives in Texas that we were like studying together and then like I flew there and we like studied a lot yeah. um, or practiced a lot. So at least I wasn't like alone, but like, yeah, it definitely after a while you're just like okay i don't i don't know this all tastes the same yeah yeah <laughs> no tea <laughs> let's just drink anything else do that, you ever get tired of tea like drinking often? you know no because there's just so many tea traditions around mm -hmm. the world mm -hmm. that like if i get tired of one kind then i just like drink switch. a bunch of another kind. Yeah. that's true because and they are so different like tea from india is completely different from tea from china 
we don't really use green tea and the mm. green tea is like so different i feel like i have to get used to the green tea every time i have to drink it but yeah yeah, yeah. um how do you drink tea in czech um <laughs> well we are plebes of the tea well, we just we are only like you know just like you know the little sacks of tea they're just like pre-made yeah you know, which is very simple um well you do drink tea but yeah like, we drink tea i i used to drink tea like every morning um like before school oh okay um instead of coffee yeah oh wow okay or like i, I will drink tea like if i'm not like feeling well yeah um and i'll just squeeze lemon and honey yeah it's what it's like I think vastly different from what we're drinking right now, which is milk in it, yes. um, which we don't use in Czech. But um, I also lived in Turkey for a year, and that tea from Turkey is completely different from just from boiling how yeah. you boil it and then like how you drink it is completely different. Really? They have, I don't know if you're familiar. Is they have these two kettles, mm-hmm. and one is like the top kettle is where like you slow boil the leaves in like water and it's just really 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 strong tea and like then the coffee they're like really yeah really strong. and then on the bottom you just have like water okay interesting. and then you mix it in the in the in the cup like however you want strong yeah so some people put more tea some people put more hot water in it hmm. depending on how strong they want their tea and go from there usually like my turkish friends would always put like five cubes of sugar in like this oh tiny God. glass and i'm like are you okay <laughs> You want to talk about this? Oh that's a lot of sugar for like a tiny cup. That's how I think like Indian people like drink a lot of sugar. Um, like, do you guys drink a lot of sugar in your tea? You know, we don't put a lot no. now, but I mean, like, that's kind of new. I think in my family, just for like trying to be healthier. Yeah. And now we've gotten used to less sugar, but when I was younger, sure. Yeah, mm. I remember going to India, and I would have to tell them like, don't put any sugar. They're like, are you sure? Well, like look at me and they put in a spoon like no i am sure no sugar they're like i'm just putting a little bit of like it's like a spoon full of that's it and so it's like, funny. that's not a little bit what would have been like actual sugar if i asked you every time and me and my mom's like we're gonna die of diabetes i think that's why my parents have diabetes that's so funny all the sugar um but yeah so what got you into this because you started you had a food blog uh you started like it's called it Tip was in. called Tiffin Kitchen. We've yeah. rebranded a couple times, honestly. Gotcha. It was Chai High Tea for a while, but then I got sick of people being like, Chai Tea. And then I was like, <laughs> I got to change this. Like, <laughs> we got to change it. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so I guess it kind of started because, like, Masala Chai is one of the first, um, like, South Asian things I learned how to make, yeah. right? Like, people would come over and, you know, you're like, we call it chapani, like water and chai. Like that's yeah. what you serve people. It's part of hospitality. And when I was in high school, I was like, okay, sometimes people are coming over to me. My parents, they're not home from work yet. I need to like prove my Indianness or something. That I can and, make like, tea. Okay, I need to learn how to make tea. So, um, <laughs> that's fair. Chai is like Indianness. Yeah. Which like I'm using chai and tea inter- interchangeably as you guys yeah. know because they mean the same thing, right? Exactly. Um, but yeah, so like that was the first thing where I was like, okay. I can make this now. I can like contribute to this family yeah. culture of hospitality when people come over. And like, then I just kind of grew like a love for that. Like, yeah. my grandfather lived with us growing up and he drank chai like without any masala, like several Straight times chai. a day. Oh. He was a purchaser um, in Kolkata, like awesome. So, there's like some family history around tea. Yeah. Um, but I think eventually I just wanted to share, um, you know, I think chai lattes are a fine drink, but I just wanted people to like 
understand that okay there's an og drink that comes before that and like just knowing about it mm-hmm. yeah. the history everything Makes and sense. so we like curated this event called chai high tea mm-hmm. that's like a history class and we also have food on cake stands oh, and we're cute. like come enjoy this afternoon tea yeah and we'll tell you how the british stole tea from china and india yeah nice and it's just kind of like ironic <laughs> that way yeah that makes sense how often do you meet people who only ever know chai from like chai latte from starbucks a lot yeah. a lot yeah and and like i said like i don't have a problem with those yeah. i just think it's a different drink it's it's it is yeah, it is for sure yeah what, what is the take on people ordering chai tea because chai is tea and it's like you're ordering tea tea yeah <laughs> it's like non-bread right yeah yeah non-bread, non-bread. <laughs> yeah that's very true non-bread that's hilarious it's like you're ordering bread bread and non non um but yeah though that's hilarious are you where where is your background actually uh, i'm gujarati okay so my family's from gujarat in india but my mom grew up in mumbai and my dad grew up in Kolkata, so we're very much big city people. Gotcha. Mm. Did you move here like when you were born or later? Um, I was born here in oh, Indianapolis. Nice. Oh, actually. perfect. Okay. Yeah. So this is your home, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. nice. I love it. I'm so happy that actually you started like this whole company around tea here because a lot of people don't understand like Indian tea is very different with milk and mm-hmm. compared to like just tea because a lot yes. of people like put the tea in the water, which is fine. It's fine. You know, it's not the same. Well, and no Indians agree on how to make chai That's either. True. Like, it took us forever to develop some of our products because my mom and I have different ideas on how chai really? should be made. And, you know, we met in the middle, but it's just like, yeah, <laughs> n- none of us agree. And a lot of times we do catering and it's a South Asian client. I Sometimes I ask them, like, would you prefer to make your own chai and we yeah. just make the food? Because people are really into how they Particular. like it made. You know? I had no idea. I just, for some reason, I thought in mm-hmm. India you, so like in in. How I remember making tea, like essentially you have a tea leaves, which is not tea leaves. It's like, what do you it call is, this? It is it's tea like, leaves. It's tea leaves, like a granular. So it's like, black tea, but yeah. it uh, goes through a cut tear curl method, which is why it's these small granules, oh, right? okay. And that's why if you just steep that in water and drink it, it's going to be gross. Yeah. It's not meant for that. Yeah. No, that makes sense. So like you usually just boil that in water and then put milk in it and then you strain it. I usually, mm. I love cardamom in mine nice. um but i didn't know that was there was a difference in south india of how they make tea compared to like i'm from north i'm from punjab yeah yeah from north india yeah, yeah, <laughs> i didn't yeah. know there was a difference between those two but that's interesting yeah there's um i feel like in gujarat like a lot of people put lemongrass too like oh. we put lemon like there's lemongrass in this masala that you guys are oh. drinking i've noticed i don't know if your family does fennel i've noticed a lot of punjabi families put fennel so it really i'm not a big fan of fennel but I, I, love I love fennel. I don't like it in my tea. I like it in my hmm. rice. I love fennel in my rice. See preferences. Yeah, <laughs> no, that makes total sense. <laughs> you were going to say something before I like, cut you off. Um, yeah. Uh, talking. <laughs> you're talking about your family and how uh, you know you wanted to like embrace the tradition and uh, you know share hospitality and culture that you're from. Like every time I like try to. Um, you know, think back like what my parents used to do when we had visitors. It's always, and this is embarrassing because they would always have like the Nescafe, which is the like the the, the instant coffee, yeah. the little granolas that is just disgusting. And so did mine. Yeah. <laughs> and like, so that's like one thing that they would like. She's like, you want coffee or tea? They're like, if they're, they if they say coffee, they will get that. Yeah. And I was just like, that's not 
coffee. <laughs> you know, and <laughs> and then like if it's tea, then they will just have like uh like a black tea, just regular black tea. Yeah. Uh, from the store, nothing fancy. No. And it's just kind of like this is like very low bar hospitality, <laughs> and I'm like thinking about what you're saying. I feel like uh knowing you know have like that you can make this at home. Yeah. It's kind of like I should bring this home and, and like show, them. show my parents because but they're also like stubborn of course because they're old and parents. they're just used to these flavors and they're just like but this is this is coffee and I'm like it's not coffee yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're drinking but, mud water <laughs> but i mean like i think what we just said like even for my parents like younger i think we were just so used to tea like if you wanted coffee we had instant coffee like, yeah, we had instant my, coffee. My and parents still put instant coffee and milk in the morning. That's what they drink. And they're yeah. like, it's coffee. And I'm like, but is it? Mm. Is it? And there's a way you can make it. Like, they will put instant coffee in, like, small hot water. And they keep mixing it. And then to, like, it's, like, small, like, the syrup. And then they put milk. Like, they pull it up in milk. It's, it's weird. And, you know, I, f- I feel like a snob saying all these things. But yeah. at the same time, it's so easy to, like, just make coffee and French bread. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's, and it's like, worked, it, though. And, it, and it's just like leagues better than the from, instant coffee. Yes. <laughs> if you don't know any better, instant yeah. coffee is the best. <laughs> yeah. But the tea with tea is just really, it's just so basic. And I'm just, I just, I just feel like I should bring this back home. I tried when I actually lived in Turkey, I got like those pots myself and yeah. I brought them back home. And I was like, you can make this tea. <laughs> and like, my, my parents drank it once and they're like, okay, this is nice. <laughs> like this is like, fine we know the, the kind of nice where they're like don't do it again yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it that's probably like how my parents will go down as well um so you mentioned that you work like you coordinate this with your mom so do you work with your mom on this like 50 50 percent or is it um maybe i do a little bit more but yeah. she like does all our accounting she's like a number whiz oh, wow, and nice. she's organized she keeps our inventory she does a lot oh, and wow. she's a really talented cook too so um i think it varies but probably i don't know maybe 40 60. how is it working with your mom it's actually pretty good yeah, yeah. oh my god <laughs> i i mean i i i'm lucky um, yeah she's she's pretty great to work with and good. she's like respectful of it being my business yeah um and we are a pretty good team. That's good. So were you guys like pretty good team from the beginning? Um or like took a in while the kitchen. To get, yeah, for in the sure. Ki- gotcha. Like I think growing up she just like made the kitchen a really welcoming environment. Yeah. Like where like, you know, I'd be making all these mistakes or I'd be like, let's try making this thing I saw in a cookbook and it would be like pesto or something that none of us had ever had because I yeah. grew up just eating Indian food every day. Mm-hmm. And they were like, Okay and we just like you know, mess things up, and she'd be like, That's how you learn, it's fine. And oh, that's beautiful. So it's positive association. Yeah, you know? no, that's good. That's good. Yeah, we have this business with friends, and it's been a rocky, but I think we are there. I think we're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, mm-hmm. After seven years, we've been better. Journey. <laughs> well, for us, it's just two as well, right? Makes total so, sense. Yeah. No, makes total sense. Um, so cooks in the kitchen. That's we cooks have eight. <laughs> we, have, we have seven now. We have seven now, but That's I a mean, lot of personality. still a lot. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so why, I know you mentioned a little bit, like you started with just hospitality, like tea, that's where you learned it from. Do you have a specific way that you make your tea that's very different from everybody else? Or like when you're drinking tea, just yourself? Oh, just for myself. Yeah. Um, I Lately, I've been um, like actually, I mean, I do make masala chai, but yeah. I also have been doing a lot more like gong fu chai, like Chinese Gaiwan style brewing and like learning more about those traditions. What is that? Um, you said kung fu? 
I'm, oh my God, I'm sorry. Uh, I thought I heard Kung Fu. Kung Fu. Chi- Kung yeah, Fu, okay. it's, it's the same word. Um, so basically you have a guy wan or like a really small teapot that has a lid and you have a more tea and less water okay. and a shorter steeping time. Um, so th- this is something that predates masala chai, right? Oh, it's wow, the nice. way tea loose leaf brewing started in China, like even before the British kind of got their hands on things. So um, I've been also taking more classes from Chinese tea creators, um, which were not present in my sommelier program to just get more well-rounded. Yeah. I mean, you could study tea for a lifetime and still not learn everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I've been sense. doing a lot more That's of that because awesome. then you can take those leaves and you can literally steep it seven, eight times and so I can enjoy tea throughout the day from those same leaves. Oh, that's sense. great. That's beautiful. I think I saw someone make that pot from like from clay. Oh, beautiful. Um, and it was, it, I love those videos. It's so soothing. Yeah. Because they just like work really slow and it just like, you know, make sure Perfect. that everything is like symmetrical. It's great. It's beautiful. Do you ever like take that, like the way Chinese tea is made and like put a twist to it and like, Put a milk. I don't. I don't think they put milk in theirs. Um, do... not the kind that I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, I do definitely do twists. Like I think yeah. one thing that I started doing was um, pumpkin masala chai in the oh. fall, which sounds really odd, but pumpkin spice is really a chai masala if you think about it. Oh, that's There's true. like cloves and nutmeg. Yeah. So put cardamom in it. That's true. So if you add some pumpkin to it, it actually tastes really good. Surprisingly. Is that so, something that you serve for the um, events? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, like for the falls, I hear people, we have pumpkin chai. That's yeah. actually like with real pumpkin in it. Yeah, but it's not traditional, right? But no, it's makes like, sense. it's fun to it's experiment. Yeah. yeah, no, that's beautiful. I love that one. Do you ever, like, do you travel to learn more tea, or, like to different places and stuff? Um, Some. I just got back from London a few weeks ago and Ooh, did like nice. a lot of afternoon tea experiences yeah. there to just like enjoy and learn more. Yeah. And I'm hoping to go to Assam sometime. Oh, beautiful. Mm. Assam is in India that's like mostly known for their tea, right? And which is it like east? East, Very south, east. right? Like is it all the way east or east south? All like, the way east. Yeah. Like in a little bit north. I've never been east of India. I always wanted to visit there because, like, that completely. Oh, thank you, Raj Rohit. It's northeast India. Raj Rohit is our thank you. Yes, yes. <laughs> he helped us. Like, he's also drinking tea that his mom made, and like, he's like, you never get tired of. Like, okay, good. <laughs> he also has like, instant coffee. Thank you. You know what we're talking about. <laughs> um, no, yeah, it's definitely that's. I love it. Do you have a puppy like ours that gets easily bored from their toys, or do you want to give them something special this holiday season? Then sign up for a monthly themed box of toys and treats thoughtfully designed to satisfy your dog's unique play style. Just head on over to BarkBox.com slash the normies and get one free extra month of BarkBox. If your dog chews every toy, then you're in luck with Super Chewer Box, where fun lasts longer than your average toys. Just go to BarkBox.com slash the normies and get one free extra month. Um, I think we already talked about like Starbucks chai tea. It- it's not the first time I had Starbucks chai. Um, I'm not a big fan of cloves, so when it had cloves in it, I just I didn't know what to do with that taste. Like it's fine. My mom loves it. Mm-hmm. Um, she would like when we go to Starbucks. She will always have chai there because it has a bunch of masalas in it. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I we already talked about this before the podcast started, but I have a love hate relationship with Starbucks. <laughs> it's more of a hate than love. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically just a convenient thing. Like, 
Starbucks has figured out how to be accessible. Yes. You know, everywhere. And that's unfortunate because I, I always prefer to just go to like a local place, you know, and have something that I like know where it's from. Speaking of which, um, we do have these um, Ruchi. And I wanted to ask about the journey of this bag. Yeah. Because you did say uh, that you want to make sure that all of your ingredients are uh, sourced ethically. Yeah. And I would love to know more about, you know, how just how this got here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So we, we order our tea direct from a farm in Assam. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like a family owned, when I say family owned, not my family, but yeah. it's a family owned mm-hmm. tea estate. Um, that's a little bit bigger. They've been doing it for a few generations, but they also help smallholders around mm-hmm. surrounding that farm to kind of build their businesses up. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get our CTC from them. So we know it's ethically sourced. And even now, even with a lot of laws that have changed, it is really important to know where your tea comes from because yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's just difficult to get ethically sourced tea where workers are getting paid, mm-hmm. living wage, and that conditions are okay. Um, we've come a long way. I mean, the first tea gardens in India, um, it was all indentured labor. Yeah. And oh. the only reason it wasn't slavery and it was indentured labor is because slavery was outlawed in Britain, like right before they started. Otherwise, that's what it would have been. Um, okay. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. Interesting. What's the term awesome. they used? What kind of labor? Den- in indentured. Indentured. What is that? Um, it's like you you don't get paid. It's you get. I mean, you, you work for a period of time. Um, so you're not owned by the people mm. that are that you're working for. But like, I'm having trouble defining oh, exactly. <laughs> it's. It's like hard to you don't really have like a way out. Okay. With that so like gotcha. I guess what comes to mind is currently like the champion the uh, soccer yeah world championship and like all the controversy around oh the, oh, the labors okay yeah. indenture labor slavery with the PR name exactly yeah Thank exactly you. where like you will pay people so little that they really don't have anywhere else to anywhere go anywhere else to go mm. or like any mobility or you offer them like instead of like paying them what you should you offer them like a housing or something gotcha but okay, even if like you offer people housing you should still pay them pay them <laughs> for the labor fair enough yeah. it's like a, um the teachers like the resident teachers or phd students uh phd students essentially have their tuition paid but they're essentially working for the universities and getting paid yeah nothing or very yeah. little yeah that's why you should you... always get paid for your work okay cool i learned something <laughs> Did not, I mean, I knew that existed. I didn't know the term. So well, yeah. this was like really horrible, right? Yeah. Like horrible yeah. living conditions, like abuse, yeah. like no way really out, being coerced into it, like all of that. Yeah. So um, interesting. So we've come a long way, but yeah. we still have a ways to go. Okay, so you make sure like the tea where it's coming from is ethically sourced. Yeah. Everything. Um, do you usually have somebody who goes back to Assam? I know you said like your grandfather. Like you didn't say, Alex saw on your website that your grandfather used to work on a warehouse that was connected with Assam in Kolkata. He did. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I um, he passed before I was able to before I got into tea. Um, so we didn't get to like connect on that. Yeah. But I think he would be really excited now. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But um, we do have like a liaison that um, that checks on those things. Oh, cool! Mm-hmm. Very cool. Nice. That's very sweet. Like that's hard to. I think nowadays it's kind of hard to always know what is being ethically sourced. It's like, hard, yeah. yeah. And especially when you have like a lot of uh, corporations or bigger companies just abusing the 
the green label mm-hmm. and to kind of greenwash what's ethical, what's gre- like you know what's environmentally friendly and what's not, and just you know some really predatory practices are labeled as like yeah. you're ethical, but you're like not at all. <laughs> not really. It's it's like plastic. Like we recycle plastic. Like you can't really recycle plastic. Um, but yeah. So do these. Um, so do you get the tea in like bigger containers and then? Yeah, and then we package it. Package yeah. here. Um, growing awesome tea leaves is not gonna happen in Indiana. Very oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> at um, all. Can you do you imagine? also like? Uh, so you said that this is like, uh, like grounded into like small. Um, do you do that yourself as well? No, that's like done that? before we get okay. it, and there's certain grades of that that we pick. Uh-huh. So, um, so this is BOPSM, for example, and that has to just do with the size of the granules. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's all done before we get it. Oh wow! Part of the processing. Does it change the taste when it's uh, like smaller or bigger? Yeah, absolutely. And especially like if you have loose leaf black tea um, that has not been cut, and you try to make masala chai with it, like boiling with milk and stuff, it's going to be very weak. And part of that's because the water to surface area with these granules is what helps make it strong. Um, So it's, I mean, and that's kind of what happened historically, right? Like um, the British were trying to sell tea to Indians. Um, once they kind of maxed out the market in in uh, Europe and they were giving them these dustings and fannings and like, you know, powder and stuff and having them steep it and put milk in it and taste it gross. And then Chaiwala yeah. started boiling it with milk and spices and made something new. Yeah. You know? Oh, nice. That's like, that's insane. Awesome. Like I had no idea. I knew, I knew that tea that we use in India is very, like, it looks different compared to like tea leaves, but now it makes so sense. Like, so much sense because every time I use loose leaf, it's never strong enough. <laughs> like we have some upstairs, and I could never figure out why it was. And maybe it was like I'm not letting you steep long enough. No, now and, you know. Yeah, now I know. But it is the same tea; it just not cut the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, interesting. So you do this part time, correct? Yes. Um, and you have a full time job. You're a speech pathologist. Mm-hmm. Is that, so how do you manage working part time and full time? Or do you manage? <laughs> is are you overwhelmed? She drinks all the time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I well, I don't work on Wednesdays. I do four longer shifts, um, so that helps. Gotcha. And then, um, you know, it comes in waves. We just make sure we take breaks. Like we'll take a month off from this. Yeah. Um, here and there, because I also don't want it to become. I want it to continue to be fun for my mom too. Yeah, that makes sense. But it's an intentional side thing. Like we both like our full time jobs. So. Okay. Oh, so your mm-hmm. mom worked full time as well. Yeah, she works in an elementary school and library. Oh, okay. Oh. Wow, that's crazy. So have you experienced burnout in the past that made you take, like, you haven't got to take a month off um, like, to do all that, yeah? Yeah, sometimes. And, like, even just, like, a, not writer's block, but, like, a creative version of that. Yeah. Or, you know, of, like, yeah. it's hard to keep up. And then sometimes having to take breaks from Instagram. Yeah. Just for, like, mental oh, yeah. health, you know? Yeah. 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 Because marketing is uh, a very important part of, like, if you want to have a successful business. And, honestly, it's so draining because uh navi and i also have uh our side hustle with the sauna bus and like you have too much going on it's <laughs> yeah like so this is our full time and then we have that and then you know i, I have another thing on top of that and it's just kind of like i just want to turn off everything and i feel like i can't because then if i do it's like are people gonna remember me <laughs> yeah that's hard yeah. yeah you have to go back and forth like okay i can i'm logging off of Norby's at 5 p.m. But I gotta check, like, the Instagram for the other marketing stuff because 
it, like Instagram, I think I think that's mostly what you use for probably for marketing as well. Mm-hmm. That's what most of us use is Instagram for marketing, and you gotta check on it. Yeah. it like it just and it's also like the pressure of all the new social media coming up. And she's like, is this is this gonna be the next big thing? Like, should we? I'm not paying not? attention to new. <laughs> oh, I do. It and it's very anxiety. What is be real? Is a new one. Be real is a new one. There is like now that you know, Twitter is just gone. Going, butchered um <laughs> there's like multiple replacements that people are just like flocking into and it's just like hmm. should we establish our presence there and there yeah, yeah it's it's a lot yeah. do you do mostly for marketing yes i yeah. do all of it actually yeah oh fair is this um are your products available internationally or are they just locally for now they're just uh nationwide for now in the usa um yeah. but hopefully we'll change that someday yeah. and it's afternoonchai.com correct? yeah the afternoon chai the afternoon is where you can find those products and have you ever considered like being having like an amazon storefront um i guess i need to look more into that right now we just have etsy yeah okay. oh it's yeah better. Oh, okay <laughs> well, maybe we'll just stick to it then <laughs> Well, I mean, it depends because, like, I think on Amazon you will get way more customers. Mm. You know, you get way more exposure because more people shop on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, if we're trying to be ethical, <laughs> then that's hard <laughs> with Good Amazon. Point. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. A lot to consider. Yeah, yeah. But doesn't Amazon like also keep certain percentage, like higher percentage in Etsy? Mm, Etsy actually keeps higher a high percentage. I don't know which one's higher. Okay, interesting. But, yeah. I like that Etsy collects and remits sales tax. That makes it much easier with shipping to different states. Because mm-hmm. for some places, tea and spices don't have it, and some do. And it, mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with that part. No. So. Yeah. It makes total sense. Yeah. It makes total sense. Was it like a hard to, like, how did you come upon, like, okay, you're going to sell products and you're going to use Etsy for it? The pandemic. So okay. when the pandemic happened, we had to stop our classes and our pop ups, and gotcha. we were like, what do we do now? Yeah, fair. <laughs> I never thought we'd do products. Never. So you didn't do products at all before pandemic? No, we just did our classes and okay. our like events, our sit-down events with mm-hmm. like the sandwiches and scones and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now we do. So how is it going now that you're selling products? It's it's fun. We, yeah. We're licensed out of a commercial kitchen in Indy, so we go there and make product and we do like pickups there mm-hmm. and we're done farmers markets nice, um, yeah. we're gonna do the sobro winter farmers market this year so december 14th is our first day Ooh, in the nice. evening at um half liter so oh i love half um, liter yeah Beautiful. so that's been fun but still trying to figure out what do we like the most and then try to do more of that mm-hmm. what do you like the most i don't know yet yeah I, okay. I think i'm still like adding on new things taking things away yeah i thought i would know by now but i still don't Oh, so you do still prefer to do pop-ups and actually doing the events where people like kind of coordinate. I like both. I think the biggest thing is we don't want a brick and mortar. We like the flexibility of having a season for things. In the spring, we do these afternoon try boxes with like little tea boxes where you can get scones and clotted cream and like chutney sandwiches and stuff and like just come pick them up. And, you know, every season we've got something different going on. So you make those all the products? Mm-hmm. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Chutney sandwiches? Mm-hmm. I'm so curious about this now. <laughs> well, December 14th. <laughs> I know, December 14th. So, bro, yeah, I have to go to the Brow Ripple um, yeah. Farmer's Market. Yeah, okay. I've not been to Brow Ripple Farmer's Market. I need to check that out. That's interesting. So, the a word aspect of your mom is involved. So, what you said, like, she's involved most in the background of 
make this. Well, she cooks with me too. Oh, like, wow. so when we're at the kitchen making stuff, she does that with me. She does a lot of the production stuff with me. I think the biggest difference is like, I'm the one kind of sending emails. I'm probably more of the face in some ways gotcha. and the marketing, um, coordinating everything, figuring out all the health department stuff and the rules and making sure we follow them. And yes. I do more of that. Was that a lot? Like, I, I know. Starting a business is a different, but when you're starting a business with food, that brings in a whole mm-hmm. obstacles. Um, yeah, yeah, how long did that take for you to figure that out? Like, did you have to figure it out yourself, or did you hire somebody? To uh, you? We figured it ourselves mostly, but then my my friend Connie, who has a lot of restaurant experience, also we did some consulting with her, mm-hmm. um, who helped us, especially for the farmers markets. I was like, how do I make sure? We're compliant. There's yeah. so much I don't know. I don't yeah. know what I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I think we're at a place now where we know a lot. But as soon as, I mean, I'm sure it's the same in your business. Like, as soon as you get to a point where it's like, okay, I get this, then there's something new. Oh, oh yeah. always. <laughs> Every time I get a letter from, like, the state, it's like, what is this? I don't even know I needed to do this. <laughs> like, what? like, who knows? I think that's the one thing about small businesses. Like, a lot of times you don't know what you're doing. And um, it's like, you just... I feel like it should be more accessible information and they make things so difficult. Like, how is no. anybody supposed to run a business? I think it's because the government itself doesn't know what they're doing. That's true. And That's they're just, like, true. making up new rules every day. I... That's what it feels like. <laughs> and they're, like, every day, all the, employee, all the like, government employees have a meeting. It's like, these are the rules for the day. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow's going to be different. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. I, it's like, we... Um, so we have a social business where we turned a bus, school bus, into an essentially an RV. Um, and we had to get a license and had to go to BMV and they couldn't figure out how to do it. So they gave me a form, filled it out. And then I took it to BMV this past week. It was like, these are all the documents because it was the second time doing it. Actually, I'm a fourth time doing it. I was like, these are documents. These are all the things I have. She took it. Took her like... 10 minutes to figure herself out if that was correct. It's like, you should, I shouldn't be telling you all this. You should already know and researching as you went to go talk to three other people. It's like, just please, fingers crossed, just say I have everything. Like, if you're telling me I need a third thing that I don't have, I'm going to be so annoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, running a small business is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to continue running like, like, would you like this to be a full-time job eventually? Um, I don't know. I really enjoy being a speech pathologist, so yeah. it's hard. Um, but maybe one day it'll be more of this and less of that. Fair you know. Enough. So how? What does include a speech pathologist? Like you work in a hospital, correct? I do. Yeah. yeah. Um. So for me, my building specializes in respiratory failure. So most of my patients um have tracheostomy tubes and they're on ventilators. Okay. So a lot of what I do is evaluate and treat swallowing disorders. So, like, I do that with, like, video x-rays, and then I also have, like, a scope that I'll, like, put down your nose and, like, absorb your swallow. Yeah, Yeah, that way, too. That's very different than what, like, the afternoon chai is. Do you ever bring, like, try to include chai? Um, I'm assuming you can't, really, but, like, because food is a way to also um, get close to patients or have somebody open up or something. Is that something you ever... I mean, I think cultural competency um, in terms of what makes sense for the patient is really important yeah. in terms of, like, just advising on mm-hmm. foods that might be comfortable for them, um, no matter what their culture is. Yeah. Um, but in terms of, like, bringing home-cooked food, like, no, I can't do that. Yeah. But I, yeah. I, do bring, I do bring chai for my coworkers, you know? Okay, cool. Yeah. I love that. I make them swallow tea. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, let me, let me see where this tea is going. Oh, oh that's hilarious. Um, but... 
that yeah i like when i was reading your website that you were full time speech pathologist and you actually was doing it that's very inspiring Thank um, you. like just having i think a lot of times people don't realize like just having a side hustle is good i know we have a different like having a side hustle i personally think it's good to have one especially like if you if it's your hobby that end up making some kind of money then like you know it's something that you taking away from your like taking time away from your full-time job and putting your mind to something else mm-hmm. um but it's a lot of work and it takes a lot of work how do you manage your social life compared to like uh, doing two just, businesses uh, sometimes you gotta schedule ahead yeah. you know but um and sometimes sleep isn't always a priority. Oh, no. But I, I'm, working on, I'm working on that. Um, oh, no. But, yeah, sometimes it's about scheduling. Sometimes I, I, my friend's like, let's get together, and we schedule it a month ahead. A month ahead, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. Oh, yeah. No, makes sense. Have you lost, like, any friends throughout the process, or it's like, i got to prioritize this um, for anything else? Not through like, this, the no. I think just through, like, growth and getting older, sure, and, like, changing, but... Fair enough. Yeah. What yeah. about you guys? Um, I think what ends up happening between us, like, because we work with friends, I think these are the most friends I have now. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I, it's... And I think a lot of times people tend to think that we are a clique, and it just ends up happening that we're working with the same people. Um, and few times, like, I'm not close to everybody in the normies. Like, I'm really close to Marquetta, Chris, um take vacations and it just have, happened to be like yeah we're working together we were also taking vacation together and there's no time for anybody else so, but i think we're doing better i think i'm doing better i'm trying to find other friends who are not just you guys uh, because sometimes i need to vent about you know normies and i can't even vent about normies too we did that we did a while while we were like venting about normies to each other i was like i'm done yeah we can't we keep talking about this we need to stop, need to yeah. stop. like we literally talking about this all day long um i'll be your friend nevi thank you so much <laughs> i can vent to you about everything that the crazy people tell me to do <laughs> but yeah it's it's been I, I think we have lost few friends here and there but we have reconnected with them um just understanding after a while i was like hey this is really a business right in the beginning mm. when we were starting a youtube channel nobody really sees that as a business but now that it is like mm. no we were putting all this time to mm. make it into something now it is um now let's reconnect and if you can reconnect with some people then well i wish have them happy life and then that's that they <laughs> find other people um yeah i'm really jealous if you're having uh, such a good relationship with your mom yeah because yes. um especially when it comes to like the work uh type of thing type type of relationship because my parents still don't understand what i'm doing mm-hmm. <laughs> and they live um they live in czech republic and i live here so like you know i try to stay in touch with them i call them every week it's definitely more difficult with my friends because you know they have their own lives you yeah. know, a lot of them have kids now and i still don't have kids and it's just kind of like we're at different places at this point and there's like less and less relatable things you mm-hmm. can talk about and it like makes me really sad but coming back to my family it's like Every time I tell them, like, this is what I do, they're like, what? How do you make money? And like, <laughs> it's just really hard for, them to, for me to explain to them what I do. And it was the same with the sauna bus, mm-hmm. where they were like, you're staying there to convert a school bus into a sauna? What? <laughs> and that's going to make money? Or like, me and Chris got a house, um, and they're like, 
Why did you get a house? <laughs> because we're still planning on moving. We're planning on moving next year. We'll see what that happens. Um, it's gonna happen. We'll see. And um, they were like, "Why are you getting a house?" And I was like, "We're gonna rent it out. You know, it's gonna. We're gonna have a place to come back to when when we move back here." They're like, "That doesn't make any sense." And I was like, "Just me. <laughs> it's been it's a thing. It's been." what seven years that i've lived here and like you know i never asked him for money yeah like i figured i figured my way out mm-hmm. around here mm-hmm. and they're still just like but, but what um and still don't understand um then yeah it's it's just it's it's difficult for me to talk to my parents sometimes especially about work yeah you know and like sometimes i want to i want to like vent i want to talk about things that annoy me but they're like they they just can't relate they can't really and i, oh, I even i petty, even can't yeah. explain you know and i'm just like this is my they just don't get it it's no fine. no for <laughs> it's sure. just a little sad that you know i can't really talk to my parents about like things that i'm actually passionate about yeah they're just like no <laughs> they just sit there and listen like okay it's like all right <laughs> weekly it was a weekly phone call like mm-hmm. every day yeah we go mm-hmm. like all right cool it's thanks. still better than talking about politics Oh, I, I think any topic but then politics is better conversation ever. But yeah, no, that's, yeah, I was like very impressed hearing that as well. Like you have a good relationship with your mom. Mm-hmm. Like that's good because especially like working with somebody, whoever your partner is and you like, you want to make sure relationship is good because that is mostly what makes them break it. Mm-hmm, that's um, true. For sure. like, especially like all of it. Yeah. I have a tricky relationship with my mom too. I, I just want to went on vacation last week. I, she didn't do anything. And I was still annoyed. And I was like, I'm Maybe just so Maybe it's you. Maybe it's me. I think it is me. It really is me. And like me, I was talking to my sibling. I was like, I think it's me. Like, I don't know what's happening. Like, she didn't do anything. And I'm annoyed. Maybe she should have done something. I don't know. I think you have a limit. I think you need time limit. Your parents. Yes. When you reach that limit, you start to get annoyed. Oh, so it, there just, is. Just I need pro- to put timer on. <laughs> like ten minutes away, Take I need to go walk, walk around, away. around the complex and come back. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, my parents love my dog, so I think that's mostly what we talk about. Like, <laughs> we'll talk about our dog. It's like you're not gonna get grandkids, so this is it. That's the closest thing you will get. Here you go. Um, but... I mean, it's not like we never argue or like get on each other's nerves, and my it bad. does get harder to set boundaries too because it's like, okay, I see my family fairly often. I work with my mom. I also need time. To herself. To myself. Yeah. And my mom would be happy to be around her kids all the time. She would be mm-hmm. happy if we all lived in our house. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She would love that. So, yeah. um, but I like my alone time and space. So, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Communication's key. I yes. think that's like a one big thing about brown parents. Like, once you move away, like, you, every time I go home for Thanksgiving, I, I live literally 20 minutes away from my mom. And I, if I go home and I get dark, she's like, just stay here. Why are you gonna go so far away? It's like mom is literally twenty minutes away. Like I'm not in a different city. <laughs> like yeah. it's the same city. It's not even different county. It's the same county. Like every time I was like mom, I'll be fine. It's still six p.m. <laughs> it's just dark outside. I will survive. Like any chance that she gets, like just stay here. There's a room here. It's like I know that was my old bedroom. I know there's a room here. <laughs> I will if it gets too dark. But yeah, it's. Yeah, brown, brown parents are interesting. I, my mom would love to, like, I need to introduce her to the chai because she loves chai. Like, mm-hmm. I think I'm, like, her partner with chai. I think that's the one thing we connect with is tea. Like, mm, nice. chai, um, anytime. She will have to have, like, I think she has, like, chai five times a day. 
Um, so whenever I go home, which really wants like let's let's make chai, right? Like let's let's drink that and sit down and drink it and have something sweet to eat it. I think it's just coming together with chai, even if it's coffee, it means a lot. And mm-hmm. I think that's um, I do appreciate it. I do appreciate that every culture has that one thing like you guys have that tea regardless what kind of tea it is it's still <laughs> yeah. like sitting down in hospitality and like um, let's talk i have a question yeah so does your mom um also drink tea from like outside of india sometimes when you make like chinese kind uh yeah she- yeah i mean she helped me study a lot for my exams so she okay. got introduced okay. to a lot of but like my parents are both really down I mean, we're vegetarian, but besides that, to taste test, whatever. So mm-hmm. I experiment on them all the time. And I'm That's like, oh, awesome. I learned how to make this kind of tea. Everyone come and try it or let's try oh, it. Yeah. So. Oh, nice. Beautiful. I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> My parents are just like, nope. Nope. <laughs> we eat this and we drink this. I feel like your parents are like stereotypically European <laughs> they parents. They are. It's like, this is it. They are violently Stick. Czech. So they know what they like. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, they're I guess. I guess. But they're just like... A very weird version of a picky eater. Yeah. Where they will experiment within a very small range <laughs> that they're familiar with. That's and if it's, like if it's like something so foreign to them, like a samosa, for example, yeah. they're like, no. What is that? It's just literally potato <laughs> they will in a pastry. Cut it open first, investigate, <laughs> have a small bite. <laughs> they're like, no. Do they ever spices. like it? Um, actually, this is just like an imaginary example. Uh, okay. I never gave him a samosa. But... <laughs> Next time we visit, we're like, here's a samosa. Try I'm going to do that, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. try this. We want to check intensive bodies. They... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're crazy. That's hilarious. Like, I... like, even when we, so we would travel a lot when I was a child. Yeah. And, like, you know, we would stay at resorts and they would have their own, you know, traditional, like, food. But then they would also have, like, for the people who don't really want to taste it, the yeah. culture's food yeah. will have just like something very generic, you know. And my parents will always go and get like a rice, like a bowl of rice with like something they know. Mm. And I'm just like, try I, all of this. My plate is always like the most colorful thing, yeah. you know, with like just little portions of everything. Cause I'm yeah. just like, yes, <laughs> yeah. taste all these things. And they're like, they're just like, what is this? <laughs> That's funny. That's like sounds like my mom. I really wish I could connect with my parents on like food, food and like different cultures because I am like obsessed with traveling and you know getting to know other people. Like when you invited me to your sister's wedding, yeah. I was super excited. Like, trying um, out food, we have and so then, much food. And my friends who were here from Czech Republic yeah. were also invited to her sister's wedding, yeah. and they were so uncomfortable. Why? They were so nervous about coming. I had to force them to come. Oh, yeah. They were not sure if they could, like, dress up. Like, they have to wear Indian outfits. I was like, no, just wear a suit. Like, it's fine. You don't have to wear Indian outfits. But they looked amazing. They got Indian outfits somehow. And they they were just very uncomfortable the whole time. Did they eat anything? And I was just like, can you please enjoy this experience? (laughs) This is is fun. So I think you're this exception, maybe. No, I don't think think I'm an exception. I just... It's it's just I think I'm unlucky. <laughs> I love my friends and I love my family, but they're just like very stuck in their ways. Fair enough. Food is hard to like if you like if you like specific kind of food or just specific kind of taste. Yeah. If you never, I feel like food is something if you don't get introduced to different kind of food when you're a kid, you usually don't go out of I your agree. way. I agree. And like my like I was saying, because my mom's from. Um, Mumbai and my dad's mm-hmm. from Kolkata. I think that's part of the reason they're adventurous eaters is they yeah. were just exposed to a lot of 
different kind of food very being true. in a big city you very know? true so they shared that love with us yeah i think my dad is more adventurous eater whereas my mom is not like if you go on a vacation she will eat something but the end of a day or end of a vacation we need to have indian food <laughs> it just it, it just has yeah. to happen it's like, and okay. i get that too like yeah. you know sometimes i just want to like taste of home mm-hmm. so. i mean we're literally away three days and we'll be back <laughs> home <laughs> like it's not like we're gone for months <laughs> like you need taste of home but i get it i, I get it there's nothing more to it dart stadiums pizza at the chinese buffet yeah i think those are for okay, people no. who can't have chinese you, we need to have rules <laughs> That's a no-no. <laughs> is like a, there pizza at the Chinese buffet? Sometimes, the, oh. depending on what buffet it is. If it is, it's been there for a week and we don't touch it. <laughs> it's only for people who don't want the rest of the Chinese food. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Raj, I was in Melbourne and they had a festival that I went to. They had Indian food in the Middle East section. So I just didn't Aww, eat there. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> yeah, at least they had Indian food. Sometimes I go to Asian festivals and they don't have any Indian food. It's like, you know we're Asians, right? Like, you know, included it's, in this. it's funny to me that, like, people in Australia are still called the Middle East region, Middle East, even though it's West of them. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I it's like, we are called that. Midwest. We're neither West or Mid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like we're not in the middle <laughs> or on the West side. We're, like, East. I never thought about that Like, before. I think Illinois is, Illinois and Illinois and Kansas is probably Midwest. Like, we're but not. We, we are the corner. Of what? We're the corner of the Midwest. Well, no, there's Ohio. Barely. Too. Ohio's too mid- Midwest too. I don't know why we're called Midwest. We are like, Indiana is most east you can be. Maybe we were west once. You know what I mean? And they're like, fuck it, we'll just continue well, calling. Well, people started like, going to California <laughs> and I don't know. They're like, well, okay, now yeah. you're not west, you're now you're in the it's Midwest. Because, it's I because guess I can see it, but the, still. There's like more, as like the United States was expanding. The definition of West was expanding. Fair enough. So, like, the Midwest stay where it's been because people at that time thought that's the middle, but it just kept going further and further west. Yeah. It's now very we're difficult. I'll Google this today. <laughs> it's so hard to explain to somebody who's international. It's like, we're in Midwest, and you show them a state. It's like, yeah, we're not anywhere <laughs> where you will think Middle West well, will be. <laughs> everybody thinks that Czech Republic is Eastern Europe. Oh, yeah. Which, is it not? No. If you look at the map, it's yeah. literally in the middle. middle. It is in the middle. And <laughs> so I'm always so like, where, it's, it's Central Europe. So Central Europe. East starts from Poland, right? Or Romania? Okay. Eastern Europe? Well, the thing, the, the reason That's why, it's called Eastern Europe historically because of the Eastern, so the Eastern Bloc of the Soviet Union yeah. was kind of cut halfway through Germany. Okay. And you know, we were, part of, the we're part of the Eastern gotcha. Bloc. Um, so, and it just kind of, like, stuck around just as, like, like a geopolitical term. Mm. And I just, I just get agitated for no reason about it. Just like you do about Midwest. <laughs> like, it makes like, no reason. I mean, so yeah, DJ, no main DJ was like, I was born in Kansas. I don't get Indiana being Midwest either. Thank you. Hey, QPO, Thank what are you about to say? I need to wait for this. It's culturally it's cultural Eastern. Eastern. Fair enough. It's culturally it's Eastern. It's still in the center of Europe. But it, I can see, like, going to Czech Republic, like, a lot of art. Arch- like architect is really more of an Eastern style, but I, I see it's being Middle East. This is how a conversation what? usually goes sideways. <laughs> now we're in a geography. That's what we are learning. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, I think that's mostly the most of the time that we have for today. But mm-hmm. thank you so much, Ruchi, for Thanks coming for and like me. breaking tea. I'm definitely going to have a more of a cup because 
I need more tea in my life. Guys, this tea was delicious. It's beautiful. And you can order them online if you live in the United States. Yes, it's the afternoon chai. It's a great Christmas present. It's a beautiful Christmas present. Um, And I think you only do events here in Indiana, right? Locally? Yeah, we've done a couple in Texas randomly. But but yeah, that may change, but for now, mostly in Indiana. So if you check it out, like it's called chai high tea. There's no highness in it it's like just chai high like i'm pretty sure there's no tea and cbd in this i like look it up I was like is there is there in it um but no it's beautiful events i love the um all the beautiful pieces that you have on oh, like on the pictures and galleries and yeah i'm excited we learned something about tea and i hope you guys learned something about tea as well i know this was a little different of a podcast but again we are doing a little mini series where we're coming mm-hmm. up with like different kind of topics and hoping that you guys understand that coming together for tea and coffee is great just yes. sitting down and chatting and yeah we don't have a spencey wincy here so i'm gonna probably ask he's, you <laughs> i'm sure he's coming oh, okay. um but before we disconnect we do want to remind you about our one piece read-along tomorrow don't yes. forget to join us navi's back did you I'm catch back. up i'm not i i do need to you need to you didn't even tell me okay what happened I'll with pancake you. so i need oh, to know what happened shit. with one piece yeah that's true like, i left you in she the left me with weeks. a pokemon stream yesterday and i'm like i don't i wasn't here last week and it's like i don't know where we are i don't know what we're doing but I need to have a conversation. I completely forgot that you were down there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was waiting for Kenny. It's like she never joins. Like, I'm just going to oh continue playing this oh, game. I suck. But, yeah. So, One Piece um, stream is tomorrow. I am back. Um, and also, we'll do a group stream this Friday along with a Talking Normies podcast. Yeah. A lot of podcasts. A lot of streamings happening. Continue. Follow us on Twitch. You will get all the notification. And to that, we are rating someone. Who are we rating? Uh, Selecta270. Selecta270. Tell her we send their regards. Yes. Her, our regards. Normie's regards. Yes. Bye. Tell them. <laughs> Come drink tea with us. Bye. Get ready. Yay. Because it's about time for you to speak your mind. Super Secret Girls Club.